how we're gonna start this. Oh, how do you normally do your intros? I'm just normally like, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Matcha Diaries, another episode. And um, yeah, in the in the recent episodes, I've been like, just me. And again, now, I'm not quite sure when this episode is going out. I think like either this next week or, or the week after. Okay. But you listeners will have noticed and, and the regular listeners will know that it's just been me for a while and, and Cara hasn't been there. And I, because we were talking about like hate, the, you know, just outside before we started recording. And we are not like, we're, our listeners are very, very kind to us. <laughs> I think because we're also still a smaller podcast, obviously the bigger you grow, the more potential there is for like new for people sure. to not know you and know your intentions and then come in. And this is not really even hate, but I got a message last week that was saying like, oh, on, on Instagram, like, why is it only you and your life posting? Like, I followed this podcast for Cara and or like also for Cara and blah, blah, blah. And obviously that like made me a bit sad because I was like, I'm trying my best, you know, yeah. like I'm just trying. Obviously, I like if I could choose Cara would be right here with me kind of thing. Um, but it was also sweet because I obviously people just maybe wouldn't know because you'd have to like be keeping up with stories or 100%. maybe listening to the podcast. And if you don't, then you don't quite know what's going on. Um, but yeah, it just, I don't know what exactly my point was here, but it's, I'm, I'm glad to have, um, to have you on <laughs> oh, as, thank as you. my guest today. It's thank nice to so have someone much. to like talk to again. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> very, very um, be here. so yeah, welcome officially to this episode because th- this episode was very like, uh, this intro was very, just let's, let's dive right in. I <laughs> Amazing. Feel like listeners are used to this very, um... Yeah, I was like, are we recording? Are you telling me a story? Like, I'm <laughs> like have we started? <laughs> this is my, this is the podcast. <laughs> We've begun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know when I'm going to officially make the start of it. So funny. Um, but yeah, this is a very exciting episode. First of all, because if when this episode is going live, this is the first one that people will see of like us recording in the Spotify studios. Oh my god, congratulations. So, this is our first video episode that's like proper and no cuz we've done one video episode before and that was in in Cara's house like I think last year. So like quite a quite a while ago. Amazing. I'm but so this happy is like a, a proper professional setup. Yeah, for sure. This is unbelievable. It's yeah. fantastic. And congratulations for getting it here. I'm literally <laughs> trying to worm my way into recording here too. <laughs> it's honestly, it's such a, I, I feel very blessed. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So, and then I'm very blessed to have you on as my guest. My pleasure. So I feel like um, probably what the listeners want to know is who are you? What do you do? Do you want to, do you want to give the listeners a bit of, a bit of an insight into you? No. <laughs> okay it's so End funny of the episode when, <laughs> bye-bye now it's so funny when um i ask my guests to do that and they're like oh god this is so hard and i'm like yeah it's so hard to do an elevator pitch isn't it and now you're putting me in that position so i don't have one i need to prepare one but i am shivani pal i have a podcast called a millennial mind i also am the founder of my performance planner i also do coaching and workshops i want to have a planner by the way yeah i'll bring you on next time <laughs> and um generally i think my purpose my inspiration behind doing everything is because I really believe in the power of storytelling and I really believe that when you're going through something difficult you just want to hear someone who's gone through the exact same thing as you yeah and I love social media for that because anything I've gone through in my life I've just typed it into Google YouTube TikTok Instagram and there's been someone that's been talking about it and I hope that with my platform I can provide that same inspiration motivation and uplifting knowledge I guess to someone else I love that. That's so cool. I might write that elevator pitch down. I think that was quite good. 
You can you can listen to it back and then and then write it down Some in your clips. notes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what we typically do on the podcast is every week we'll give our highs and lows of the week. Nice. So this is difficult for me now because I just recorded one episode before this and I already gave my highs and lows of the week. So I feel like I should give different ones, which maybe is a challenge. Like it may be a good challenge for me to think about something else that was positive and and negative (laughs) this week. (laughs) Amazing. Um, Okay, so I'll start just to give you the feel of of the vibe. I don't want to put you on the spot again. Yeah, like I've got lows, by the way. (laughs) My eye is twitching so much that I'm like, it's a low. (laughs) I can feel it like moving up and down. I hope like it's not zoomed in on my face. so You can just see it. (laughs) No, I can't see it. You might think I'm winking at you every minute because I'm just like, my God, I'd feel honored. Please wink at me. Um, okay, so my high of the week is... Let me think. Oh, okay. I've got a good one. Um, it's just... I've been reading a really good book. And it's called Tomorrow, Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Okay. And <laughs> Interesting. And I'm going to finish it tomorrow. It's my plan. <laughs> but it's really, really good. And so I feel like I've just been on like a really good reading journey. And I give the podcast like a lot of updates on like what books I'm reading and stuff. And I before this, I read A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which was also really good, can highly recommend. And I just feel like I've been in a really good content grind, like in terms of what mm. I've been consuming. I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift, very good. which has been making me very happy. Um, and then I've been reading these books. I've been like very fulfilling. And then I watched The Summer I Turned Pretty season two. Got it. And then that's actually going to be my low because I was very upset to find out that there's only three episodes out. And oh. I, I thought the whole season was out. This so is I like get... Manifest on Netflix. Do you know this? No. There's this gripping Netflix series called Manifest. Yeah. Season one is fantastic, phenomenal. And then season two and three is not Netflix and they put season four in. It's like, huh? So now what? I have to pay like £25 on Amazon Prime. What kind of strategy is that? That's so weird. But it's not a Netflix show. No. Bizarre. This is mysterious. Netflix team, if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, fix that. (laughs) Netflix UK. See, this is actually an issue because my boyfriend lives in Italy and we sometimes try and do like... Netflix parties or stuff like that or Prime watch parties, whatever they're called on the different platforms. And we never can like yeah. find one movie that's available in like different countries Both, at the yeah. same time. So it's really difficult. And I feel like that should be fixed. <laughs> it's, it, it's annoying. But um, those are my very banal highs and lows that I've... Amazing. <laughs> very good. So passing it over to you. What's okay. been happening this week? Can I do high, low, medium? Of course. So my highs, I guess... Um, I got two workshops booked in for Ooh. October, which is very exciting because I love doing them. So I'm really excited to to do those. I also got a black card for one of the, like one of my favorite restaurants. I'm not going to say who. Oh my yet. god! Wait, what is a black card? You get unlimited food. What? How is this a thing? Yeah, I didn't know. I literally opened up my email and it was like, "Hey, Shivani, uh, we really like your podcast. Um, this is our partner, and we think it's really aligned. Would you be interested in having a black card?" I was like, "Sorry, what?" And so I'll, that's so cool. Wild, guys! I, I, I thought it was a prank. Card. I thought it was a prank. I like, <laughs> genuinely was like, "This can't be real." And then, um, what else have been my highs? I turned thirty over the weekend, Woo! which has also been a really big low, which I'm going to talk about. Yeah, um, I've never been one of those people that thought I'd be so depressed to turn thirty. Yeah, and I, leading up to it, I was just like, "Yeah, whatever." I'm thirty. Like, yeah, yeah. And when I turned thirty, I genuinely felt very upset, and I couldn't Aww. stop crying. 
But I don't know if it was because I was overwhelmed from all the happiness and the love and the joy. I got the most loveliest messages from my community about me turning 30. In fact, turning 30 got more likes on my post than me doing a TED talk between me being on the billboard, (laughs) between anything. So I I was a bit like, oh, do people value that more than my actual work? which was a bit interesting it's to just see. to care about you as a person. Yeah, which know? I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And then I guess another high has been the fact that I have just had such a great week in terms of content, you Aww. know, uh, reflecting on the podcast and I've had to give people feedback and they've been really open about it. So in that way, my lows have been I'm ill and I'm very tired. <laughs> my eye is twitching all day. And I know you can't see it, but I can see it like flickering, which is really annoying. You can just talk with your eyes shut. Maybe that's a meditative yeah, experience. Yeah, be really good. Because we can hear our voices in like a really, like it's not too loud in, in the headphones, mm. but it's like very calming, I feel like. You're right. I think sometimes that's why audio-only podcasts are very soothing because yeah. you're so into it in the audio. I always listen audio-only. I really? actually don't watch video. I don't watch it that much, but I, I'm saying like if you just do audio, I yeah. feel like as the host, you're also more into yeah. it. So anyway... That was another low. But also, I don't really have that many lows this week. It's been quite a good week for me. That's you know, good. I am somebody who really tries to focus on the good. Oh, yeah. low was I got loads of hate on a TikTok post, which I told you about yeah. earlier. But I don't let it bog me down anymore because yeah. I'm really blessed that I have really great mentors and people in my life who help me understand that sometimes when things go wrong, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. And so yeah. I'm able to quickly bounce back from it. Yeah, but apart from that, I think this week's been quite good. I can't believe it's Friday. I don't know where the time is going. I hate it. <laughs> Can I please slow down? <laughs> I was actually really excited that it that it got to Friday because this week I feel like has just been so so busy. Yeah, and I'm actually well. Obviously, this is very exciting of for course. me. But then also tonight I'm going to the Barbie screening. So so fun. I'm very very, very fun. That's gonna be Perks great. Parts of my corporate job is that I get to do stuff like that. So great. So what's your corporate job again? I work at Samsung in social media. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I remember. So, so good. We've done like a Barbie collab, which has made me have a lot of thoughts on like all the Barbie marketing actually, because how much money do they have? But this is this is kind of insider uh, tip or like. In information is that Barbie, for example, didn't pay for the collaboration with Samsung, and neither did Samsung pay for the collaboration with Barbie. It's it's just an IP deal, so obviously both parties benefit because for Barbie working with all these partners, they're everywhere. But for Got the it. actual partners, they would be creating the product anyways, anyway. and for them it's cool because they can jump on the hype wagon. So I actually think the marketing budget is a lot smaller than people might think. Obviously for like Makes the sense. you know them making the the bloody London eye pink they've probably had to pay for that you know Did they make the London eye pink yeah you're joking yeah and they've put like a pink phone booth out there and stuff so I'm <gasps> sure they have like a big budget but I don't think it's as crazy big as people think but can I ask because I, I I don't know if I'm being stupid what is the hype I never had a Barbie doll I never liked Barbie but weirdly it's so funny I was such a tomboy I don't even know if you can say that anymore can you say that you're a tomboy I feel like you can okay well I was a tomboy when I was growing up I never liked anything that was generally you know pink or like what people define to be girly yeah and my mum and dad used to always be like oh my god like this is terrible you know why don't you like playing with dolls I just remember wrestling and like playing outside in the mud and you know I don't I never had a doll I I don't even remember wanting a Barbie doll and so for me I'm just like yeah whatever Barbie but it's funny for my 30th birthday I chose all pink outfits not because I wanted it to be Barbie themed and not because I like Barbie I just like the colour pink now Yeah, but it just aligned and that weekend it was so funny but everyone's hyping this Barbie movie what is it? I don't don't get it 
I'm excited. I mean, I did have Barbie dolls growing up. So, so I Polly get it. Pockets. So then you're excited for it. What's but Polly I don't Pockets? think that's. Oh, it's like mini dolls, and there's also like houses, and you could put them in different outfits and stuff. How interesting! I, I just had a Game it. Boy. Oh, I did also have a Game Boy, <laughs> but I wasn't very good at gaming, to be honest. Um, yeah. But I think what I'm excited for is to see. First of all, there's obviously like incredible actors involved, and also I've seen like quite because I feel like it's inescapable, like all the interviews and everything. Yeah, and really I've heard is. like two people from the cast say that it's the best script they've ever read and obviously Greta Gerwig who's like written the script and and directed the movie is like I think she's she's quite well known for first of all producing great movies but also like having a message behind it yeah so I'm interested to see how they make something that's as like capitalist and seemingly surface level as Barbie actually have a deeper message how interesting okay yeah that makes a lot of sense I want to see it now obviously it's very like female power because it's like Barbie's the star of the show and Ken no one really cares about Ken yeah no one cares about Ken so I'm really interested to (laughs) see okay interested you've made me want to go see it now actually yeah go see see it it. and then we can discuss our thoughts yeah yeah let's do that I love it okay so this episode I wanted to talk to you about like confidence self-love and also Mm -hmm. I guess what you were talking about like turning 30 and like your 20s as a whole because obviously that's like literally what our whole podcast is about is like navigating your 20s semi-sane is like what what we call it Mm because you know you can't stay sane all the time it's impossible um but so I thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to about this even like I mean meeting you in person because I met you in person before I then followed you online and I feel like you just have such a very confident energy and you seem very like at peace and happy with yourself and obviously that's like where everyone wants to get to and I think you're a, you're a good person to Aww, to learn from. Thank you. So, I mean, I'd love to maybe also hear a bit more about like your personal journey with it, like how have you For gone sure. to the stage where you are now or maybe how do you feel about like your confidence and yeah, everything to do with that topic, very broad question. But. Yeah, so I think as a child I was very confident. You know, I was quite shy as well. Um, yeah. When I was really young, when I'm talking around five or six, I I was quite shy. But I have always been someone who's really enjoyed engaging with other people. And I have always been someone who's quite well-spoken. And therefore, because of that, I think people thought that I was really confident. Does that make sense? Because I was able to string a sentence together without stumbling or feeling scared. And so my whole life I was told that I was confident, if that makes sense. Oh, that's interesting. And so it was always... I was always kind of left to my own vices as well. So I grew up in a house with three boys. Yeah. So one is my brother, my biological brother, and the other two are my cousins. But in an Indian family, we all lived in one house. So that's why I wasn't really into Barbie dolls or yeah, anything like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it was always like, Shivani's very strong. Yeah. Now, I think when there's one girl, it's either you get treated like a princess mm. or you get like thrown in the deep end, not thrown in the deep end, but kind of treated like everyone else. Yeah. And that's what happened to me. So it was, it was almost like, you're very strong. You're one of the boys. I was kind of the third child because there was already two people in the house. Yeah. And so I was always left to my own devices. You know, I was never really fussed over. Yeah. My parents are very chill people. Like, if I'm ill, they're like, yeah, okay, whatever, take paracetamol. (laughs) They're not very like, oh my God, are you okay? So I never really had any of that molly cuddling. So I think inherently I've always been someone who's believed that I was strong. I have to look after myself. Yeah. And growing up, I grew up with my grandma because my parents could work. Yeah. And so she got ill quite often and I felt that that gave me a lot of maturity. It made yeah. me grow up very quickly. And because of that, you know, and even for example, because I lived far away from my school and things like that, I never really felt that I could 
you know, break down in front of my parents or like tell them how upset I was about something because I never wanted to stress them out more. Does, yeah. does that make sense? I had a very nice childhood, by the way. I'm just saying that I've, I've reflected yeah. and figured out these small things. But even things. in every nice childhood, like yeah. there's going to be stuff that will affect you. Of course. And I figured these small things out that, you know, I think that because I was the eldest child as well out of my immediate family, when we eventually moved to our own house, I was the responsible one. I yeah. was the eldest one. I was the one who had to take care of my brother. And so I've always had that role. And I think that because of that, I've always been someone who has been confident, if that yeah. makes sense. I haven't had the ability to shy away and not say much. I've always had to be there. And yeah. still in my family, people always come to me to ask for advice. They'll always come to me to talk to me, whatever. Now, one thing I will say is... I'm saying I'm confident in speaking to people and meeting new people. Yeah. I'm not confident in so many areas of my life. Yeah. In so many areas. If when I started my job and I would have to do a PowerPoint presentation. What was your job? I was management consultant. Ooh, okay. And I remember this so clearly. I remember that they asked me on my first or second week to do a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And I did a law degree. And I basically wrote a graph. They asked me to show a graph. Let's just say the graph was like 25%, 10%, 30%, whatever the remainder is, right? I wrote it on a PowerPoint slide, like, I don't know, <laughs> whatever the word was, 25%, this, 10%, this, 10%. And they, they looked at me and they said, um, have you used PowerPoint before? Because obviously you should have presented it like a chart. Yeah. <laughs> but I did law degree. So they were really disappointed and I felt really awful. And for the rest of the year, I felt awful in doing PowerPoint presentations. Yeah. As I got better and better, I felt more confident. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My biggest advice is if you're not feeling confident in a particular area of your life, figure out what it is and then repeat it multiple times. Keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Because if you look back even to my first episode of my podcast and where I am now, we're in yeah. totally different places. Yeah. I'm sure if, you know, in 10 years time, I'll be in a completely different place yeah. to where I am now. And where we almost think that confidence is, you know, built within us yeah. because you hear so many people say oh since I've been a kid I've been really confident but you can be confident in one area of your life and not confident in another it doesn't make you a really confident person I'm very confident between coming to an event by myself which is what I met you at yeah. and also keeping to myself Yeah, I went to an event on Friday last week and I was also feeling a bit ill that day as well. Gosh, I was really... No, actually, no. That day I was really upset because I was turning 30. So I had a bit of a meltdown. Aww. But I, it was raining. And so I remember that I turned up in like a raincoat yeah. and like an all-black outfit. And everyone there was dressed really cool. Yeah. And I knew a couple of the girls and I said, hi, whatever. And then I remember I went downstairs and they had some food there and obviously I like to eat. So <laughs> all the seats were taken up and I had to stand by myself and eat. And I remember thinking, God... I feel a bit like, you know, a bit of a loser. Yeah. And then I said to myself, yeah, but it's nice to be a loser, isn't it? <laughs> and I didn't mind. I genuinely didn't mind. Now, I think that I've come a long way. Yeah. Because I didn't feel cool. I was dressed completely differently from everyone. Yeah. Everyone came with their friends. Yeah. And imagine sitting in a room like this and you're st I'm standing here in a corner. The food is there and everyone's sitting down and I'm just standing there by myself. Also, my phone was this on charge. This sounds so scary. I can't. Also, my phone was on charge. So I didn't even have my phone to look at. So I was just like eating the food and staring at the wall. 
And it was uncomfortable. Of course it was uncomfortable. But I yeah. think I've got to that place now where I'm so comfortable within myself. Yeah. And I feel so strong within myself that I don't feel like I need to fill the room with conversation. You know, before, That's also really afterwards cool. someone came in and I said, hey, how are you? And I spoke to them. And then yeah. I ended up speaking to them. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't want to speak to anyone. It's just those people all deep in conversation. I didn't want to go over and be like, hello. Yeah. But then also I was fine with standing by myself. But I was aware of that fact in that moment that, wow, I have become so much more confident to be totally alone. Yeah, that's really cool. I feel like it makes you think about actually also sometimes taking some stock of like how far you've come. Because I think yeah. it can be so easy to, especially with like everything we see online, I feel like it's always like self-improvement and like yeah. do this and you can, I know, better your life and 10 tips that you should make your morning routine better or whatever <laughs> it is, you know. And actually, I think sometimes it's worth just even pausing for the minute and being like, wow, but I've actually come a long way to like sure. where I used to be and what I have already achieved, which I don't think we give ourselves like enough credit for a lot 100%. of the time. I agree with you. So I'm proud of you for that. Thank that you. That sounds really cool. Yeah. And I think, you know, generally with anything, you know, a lot of people ask me in terms of my journey. That was your other question, yeah. wasn't it? So this is all goes back to me feeling that I didn't know what I was doing mm. you know I think a lot of people will resonate with that a lot of people yeah. don't know what their purpose is and yeah. I, this was happened at a time for me very organically so I just broken up with my boyfriend of five years or four years I can't even remember now it was that's long, always when so much good stuff happens so much good stuff happens yeah. it's a long relationship and at this time I was in consulting in my role yeah and I was learning around Stephen Covey and Dale Carnegie and learning all of these lean things about how to yeah. manage your time and be productive through work. Yeah. And I found them really interesting. So I started deep diving into them. Yeah. Then I went to Warwick to do, a, 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 it wasn't a master's, it was like a graduate, postgraduate degree or something like yeah. that, diploma. And in that, I learned all of these concepts and different things around self-improvement and healthy habits and leadership. And I found it so interesting. Now, at this time, my auntie, Rashma Sojani, had come from New York to London on her book tour. Yeah. And I was modeling at the time. And my mum said to me on a Saturday, will you come for lunch? And I thought, I was a moody teenager. I was 25. I was like, come <laughs> to me with your random cousin. I don't even know her. Why would I want to come to your lunch? And she was like, just come. And I was like, no, I'm not coming. But I was already in London. So I, yeah. I called her after. And I was like, fine, I'm done. Shall I come? And I went. And I've never been so inspired by a woman in my entire life. I love that. It was a moment that changed my life. I walked into this lunch and she was so inspiring so motivational so strong yeah and everyone inspired her for it you know everyone admired her for it and that evening she invited me to her book launch like supper club and I met all these admiring women just they were just so powerful within their own right and there were yeah. so many of them now growing up in my family I didn't know any women who liked that yeah right you can't be what you can't see and so in that evening, I realized, wow, this is amazing. Mm. And really coincidentally, I'd never been to New York, but that summer I was going to New York. Oh, that's cool. I said to her, cool. can I shadow you for a day? And so I spent the day with her. And at this time, I was really, like I said, I was really into self-development. Yeah. I was listening to all these podcasts, Tom Bilyeu, Jay Shetty, Lewis Howes, you know, Mel Robbins. And every time I was listening to their podcasts, I would watch them. Yeah. And it would be on YouTube and it would be in a studio like this yeah. with a technician, with cameras, with mics, with lighting. Yeah. Her podcast was her with one mic yeah. in a white room with no windows. Yeah. And I thought, oh, you can do a podcast like this. Yeah. And that evening we went to dinner and I wrote down all my ideas. I want to follow your auntie's podcast. She's amazing. Rashma Sojani. Okay. She doesn't have a podcast anymore though. Oh. She doesn't do it. Okay. She's like conquering the world in so many other ways. Very but, cool. But um, 
she at that evening I wrote down all my ideas and then I came back to the UK and I was very excited. Yeah. And again I record I recorded two episodes. I went to two people's houses with like a my friend's camera. Yeah. A rubbish mic, a fifty pound mic and we crowded yeah. around it. And uh, I recorded that in them in January. And I didn't release them until June. I just sat on them. I was just like, no, I don't want to release yeah. them. I'm worried. From June, I released season one, which did really well, and everyone was really engaged. Yeah. And then I took a break because I burnt myself out so much. I was yeah. researching, editing, releasing, and recording an episode in one week. Yeah. And it was impossible to maintain. Took a break, did season two. For season two, I tried to advance it, so I did it on video. Season yeah. one was just audio, so it was online on Zoom. Season three, I did Riverside, and I used to add a bit of a trailer in. Ooh, what's Riverside? It's like another platform like Zoom. Okay, okay. And then again, Rashma, my auntie. Yeah. Again, coincidentally. Hero of the story. She is a hero. She's <laughs> she is the hero of my life. <laughs> she was coming to the UK. And she said, I'm speaking at the at Oxford Uni for the big tech debate. Now you only She's get invited so cool. to I go and speak her. at Oxford Uni when, you know, and she was like, Do you wanna come? And I was like, Hello, I never got to go to Oxford Uni. <laughs> and yes, of course I wanna come to your debate. <laughs> so I went and I remember sitting in that debate for three hours and I was engaged mm. and I wasn't hungry and I didn't fall asleep those That's two impressive. are very rare things for me I'm yeah. either really hungry during a three-hour period it's quite a long time yeah or I get really tired because you're listening to the same person talk over and over yeah. again it's boring yeah and after that I thought why don't I make my podcast a bit more debatey why Ooh. don't I spice it up with my questions yeah why don't I make it a little bit more you know aggressive like my personality is <laughs> fiery <laughs> And that's what I did. Again, she inspired me. Yeah, so love I it. thought to myself, I'm going to give this one more shot. At this time, by the way, I had about 4,000 followers. Yeah. My podcast was so slow. It was draining me because yeah. you, you know how it is when you put an episode out and you get 12 likes and you're just thinking, I've spent so much time yeah. on this. And I still had my corporate job at the same time. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for my Tom Billu dream because Impact Theory was the first podcast I ever watched. Have you, have you seen it? No. Unbelievable production. It's just beautiful. Uh, and it's got all these cameras and lights and I thought I want to get a studio and I'm going to yeah. do it so I got a studio in London it's very excited and I recorded the podcast yeah and again I wasn't so debatey I was a bit softer yeah but I still was a bit more debatey and it and it did well Hero comes back into the story by the way Ooh. sitting at work on a Friday afternoon and Rashma messages me do you know who Stephen Bartlett is <laughs> I was hello, hello. Yeah, of course. <laughs> she said, uh, I'm going to be in this podcast in LA. I said, what dates? Coincidentally, I was going to LA already. Oh my God. And the dates aligned. I love that. Isn't that just meant to be? <laughs> Come so on, cool. like crazy, right? Yeah. So I went to the podcast with her, with Stephen Bartlett, and I asked him, and I said, can you be on my podcast? And he said, sure. So he came on my podcast. Now what that did was fuel so many other guests to just say yes. Yeah. Right, he's the number one podcaster in yeah. the UK and kind of kind of Europe. And I came back and I just got a new studio with like a purple background and yeah. made it a bit more aesthetic. And I went in and I asked really hard questions. Yeah. And I started to think about topics that were really difficult and yeah. topics that I had been raising. And essentially, what happened was one of my videos went viral. Yeah. Very viral to the point where I thought maybe I can make more viral videos. Yeah. Maybe I should put more time into this. 
I already had a proof of concept before quitting my job in terms of sponsorship, ads, yeah. workshop, additional revenue. So I wasn't making a lot of money, but I knew that I could make that money. Yeah. And so I just decided to take a risk and bet on myself. And here we are. I a love year it. Later. That's so cool. Thank you. See, you, you're going to be my, my uh, auntie in the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool, honestly. Obviously, that's like where me and Kara will like want to go at some point. You'll and also, there. I feel like it's also for any of like you listeners listening who maybe have like a project that you're working on yeah. or, or something that you you know you want to do. Because I feel like it's so often like people have side hustles or people want to have something that they're investing in. But it's really difficult to know. Like even I'm dealing with this now because I'm trying to... And this is not a secret anymore because I've officially told my job, but I'm looking for a new job because I'm moving. I haven't announced on the podcast yet where I'm moving and I don't know if, <laughs> if, if this episode's going to come out after or before I've actually talked about it properly. But I'm now trying to think about, you know, what type of job do I want to also allow me to actually grow my podcast in the way like me and Cara want to do it together. Of course. So, yeah, I feel like it's it's interesting. You just always have to, it's like a big decision if you're it's if huge. you're deciding to like, invest in yourself in that way and also I feel like there does come a lot of like resources that you need right so like it's very expensive yeah I think that it's not an easy decision and the reason why I quit was because I really was running out of time yeah I'm, I'm not and I'll tell you actual reflection I've had this year is I'm not strong like I was last year last year I would wake up at 5 a.m or quarter to five and I would work genuinely on the podcast till 9 a.m so 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. I would do my, I would do the podcast, the editing, the thumbnails, all of that yeah. stuff, right? The ideas. Then I would do my job. And then after work, I would go back and work on the podcast, my workshops, my website, everything. I was killing myself. Yeah. And I remember I started to take all my days off to use on the podcast. That's, That's all I would crazy. do. Every day off I had, I would take it for the podcast. Because at first, I used to record it in my lunchtime or after work. And I would be, get there and I'd be running and sweating. My hair would yeah. look horrible and I would look terrible. And after that, I thought, right, okay, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I'm now going to take half a day off. And then I started to run out of days. <laughs> so I started to think, what on earth am I going to do? Because I'm running out of days. Yeah. Right? And so it wasn't an easy decision, but I felt that it was what I had to do. And now, when I can't work from 5 a.m. until midnight, yeah. I think, oh, my God, I'm lazy. That is genuinely how I've been feeling this year. Is, yeah. Why am I so tired? Like, I did it last year. I pushed myself last year. Why can't I do it this year? Yeah. You know, now when I don't sleep for a few days, if I get, you know, last year I was sleeping four hours, five hours. I Bear in mind, I would have five coffees, six coffees. I was very ill and I lost yeah. loads of weight and it wasn't healthy and I'm not encouraging yeah. that. But it's hard for me to now transition to living, you know, six, seven hours sleep because I think I'm being lazy. And it's really interesting because I push myself so much. That shows, though, how, like, toxic the culture is that it's, like, But it's me. Believe. It's not anyone yeah. else. Actually, I can't blame the culture. It's yeah. my fault. Yeah. I'm the one that said I wanted to do both. And it's yeah. very difficult to do both. Yeah. And I only quit when I was at a point where I could, could quit. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't have a period where I was like, oh, I'm okay to not make any money. Yeah. And a lot of people should, and that is probably the way to go. Yeah, a lot of people do that. They say yeah. I'm gonna, but I was. But again, not everyone can. Like for example, exactly. You know, How do you, you pay? You'd your have bills to have resources rent. to fall back on. Exactly, that's my so. point. But I'm saying a lot of people do that because yeah. it's a healthier way to do it. Yeah. But this year, I've struggled with how much time I take for myself. Yeah. And I always feel like I'm being lazy. Always, yeah. always. I mean, I can guarantee Terrible. that you're not being lazy. I know, you know? but it's really <laughs> bad. And yeah. yesterday, when I yesterday I was so ill and I slept for like eleven hours. And I woke up at 1.30 in the afternoon. And for once, I just said to myself, 
do not feel guilty because now you can yeah. work for today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. You know, that's how I justify yeah. it in my head. Yeah. But it's still not healthy that I have those thoughts. I have a question for you because obviously your your podcast is called Millennial Mind. Yeah. And so that puts you into that generation. Yes. And I do feel like from the vibe I'm getting of like, I'm just on the cusp. So yeah. I'm 25. Okay. So I'm technically Gen Z, but yeah. Like it's, you know, I'm also not as young as like the other yeah, Gen Z yeah. years, you know, but I do feel like within the Gen Z audience, obviously there's still like the hustle culture mindset and everything. And, but I do think there is more emphasis on also like taking time out for yourself 100%. and like focusing on mental health and yeah. like the soft girl summer movement and everything. Not saying that those are not maybe also toxic, but there is more yeah. allowance for it. You know, my, my dad sent me an article the other day, like why Gen Z want lazy girl jobs or stuff like that. And then I feel like in on, in contrast, the millennial generation or maybe even older maybe does seem, I mean, they're probably the ones that born the like, that I don't know, bred the like hustle girl <laughs> or like girl boss kind yes. of terms in the first place. So I wonder if maybe that's also why you feel like yeah, maybe. more pressure intrinsically. For sure. I think it's an internal thing. I think I'm just somebody who wants to always be working really hard because yeah. I believe that if I work now, then I'll be able to, I, I love what I do for sure, but I yeah. really want to be the best. And I never have wanted to be the best in anything in my entire life. Yeah. And I also feel that I need to work really, really hard to keep yeah. deserving things, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so I've just become really obsessive. And I was, and because I've never been like that about anything in my entire life, I quite like it. Yeah. But I think that if I'm completely honest, I do think this whole Gen Z thing of like, Oh, take a day out whenever you want, whatever. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Yeah. And it, people might be call me out and now you know, <laughs> cancel me because I'm being toxic. I don't mean not to take any breaks. Yeah. And I don't think the way that I've been working is healthy. Yeah. However, self-love isn't always to take a bath when you've, we've got stuff to do. Yeah. Self-love isn't always to take a break when you know you've got a deadline. Because at the end of the day... If you've got a deadline, you've got a deadline and you've got to do it. Yeah. Then after that, take your self-love break. But I think we've kind of moved into this narrative of don't put too any pressure on yourself. Don't feel you have to stick to, you know, certain deadlines or meetings because, you know, you need to take a bit of a break. I think that the biggest form of self-love is discipline. Ooh. And that can be different for everyone. Yeah. You know, if you want to make your podcast great and you've said to yourself, I'm going to dedicate three hours a week, then fantastic. Yeah. If I want to make my podcast great and I want to dedicate 30 hours a week, then that's my goal. That yeah. is not what I'm saying that you are undoing three hours so you're lazy. Yeah. You should be intentional. Yeah. And I think that this whole kind of like self-care movement has been, you can just plonk self-care into your life at any point. Yeah. Whenever you're feeling a bit low. And, th and that's not true because there's been so many times where I've woken up and I'm feeling awful. And the only thing that has made me feel better is by doing the hard thing that I didn't want to do. Yeah. But if I listen to everyone online who was just like, take a break. Sorry. <laughs> if I listened to everyone online who was like, just take a break, just relax. Yeah. Then I wouldn't get the work done and then I would feel even more awful. Yeah. So do you see what I mean by that? Or, or do yeah, you think no, no, I'm no. a lunatic? No, no, no. I feel like it's really interesting. I have a couple of different thoughts on this. Okay. Because I see what you mean. And I agree. I think sometimes, like, I, I do coaching at work. And one of the first things that I was discussing with my, my coach was, like, time management. Yeah. And prioritization. And she was telling me about the concept of, like, eating the frog. Okay. And it's basically, like, every day you decide, like, what are your frogs going to be? Similar concept, like, what is what is the difficult things, the yes. most difficult thing, but the things that you know you have to do. Yeah. And what you normally do is, like, you procrastinate it until it's then five, and then you have to work late because you haven't done your frogs or eaten your frogs or whatever. So I guess that I, yeah. I completely 
And I'm definitely like at fault for that at work, especially like sometimes like pushing out that email that I need to send yeah. or that PowerPoint or whatever. Um, yeah, death by PowerPoint is definitely a thing. Um, but then I also have felt in my life where like, cause I also used to be a very like academically ambitious, like always feeling like I needed to do my absolute best yeah. and absolute most. And I think now looking back, and again, also with like obsession, I think I've also had like a history of disordered eating and everything. Obviously that is all very much obsession or like for sure exercising too much and everything. And I think sometimes that is also, it can be really easily masked as for sure. discipline or, you know, 100%. doing the right thing when actually for your body, it might not actually be the healthiest thing. And what might be most productive could be to just go to sleep early that 100%. day. 100%. I agree with you on that yeah. though. 100%. I fully agree. And that's what I'm saying is that I guess you have that in school, right? Where you said you had to get the best grades. Yeah. Or whatever. I never had that. Yeah. And so with my work, I have it at the moment and I'm almost enjoying the fact that I care about something so much. Yeah. So that's why I'm that saying is really that special. for me, this yeah. is my form of self-love is yeah. you found something that you're good at. Yeah. You found something that you can be the best in. So push yourself as hard as you can. Not saying that I do take breaks and I obviously do have time to yeah. myself, but at the moment I can't meet my friends three times a week and take that break. And that's my decision and that's yeah. because I love it so much that I'm prioritizing that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying anyone else has to do that. I'm just saying that the biggest form of self-love for me is doing what's actually right for you. And that's the same as what you said in terms yeah. of it's not about discipline around food. If yeah. if you've had a disordered eating like relationship with food, then you know what's best for you. And that yeah. isn't to restrict yourself. Yeah. So really knowing what is good for you is the best form of self-love. It isn't always just to, you know, eat something or not eat something, for example, yeah. is what people tell you online. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, okay, so I have a question for you. When you were talking about like your childhood and like always having to be like the strong one and that also building your confidence, mm. do you feel like on the reverse, like how do you... Does it ever affect you like negatively always feeling like you have to be strong? Yes. <laughs> Immediately. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, of course it does. I don't really talk about this a lot. I feel that whilst I had a really great childhood in terms of Shivani's really strong, she can do what she wants, she's very independent, I also find it very hard to rely on people now. Yeah. I find it very hard to be codependent. Yeah. Because I've always had to look after myself. And sometimes I can feel really alone because everyone is always, well, you're fine. Yeah. We don't have to worry about you. That's always a phrase that's said. But sometimes I want to be worried about, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I want to be treated a bit molly cuddly, mm. you know? And I feel that a lot of the time I do have to be super strong. Yeah. But I'm a very emotional person. I cry yeah. a lot. But I've I always, relate to that. <laughs> I've always never really cried a lot in front of other people. Yeah. I find it embarrassing a bit. Yeah. But I am quite emotional and I definitely find it hard to rely on other people because of that strong narrative because yeah. I've always had to hold my own. Yeah. And I've, I've reflected on that recently. Yeah. Why do you feel like it's embarrassing for you to cry in front of like your friends, for example, or, or family? I don't really think it's more of my friends. I think it's my family. Yeah. And I, re I reflected on this recently because I remember, remember I said my grandma was really ill yeah. when I was growing up. I remember being around eight or nine and going to hospital to see her and being so sad to see her in hospital because she had all those wires, you know, yeah. in her arm. And uh, I went to the toilet and I burst out crying and I could not stop crying. Yeah. But I didn't want to cry in front of my parents because I thought they would tell me off. Oh. 
Isn't that weird? Yeah. Because naturally, when you're crying as a child, your parents will say, don't cry. Yeah. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And I think it subconsciously meant for me that they were telling me off, which they weren't. Yeah. They were just telling me to stop crying. Yeah. And I remember I went back into the hospital room and she said, you've been crying, haven't you? And I said, no. And I can't remember why I felt I felt the need to lie. Yeah. But I think it was partially, one, because I didn't want to upset her, but two, because I think it was, I was also told off for it. Yeah. And growing up, I do cry, but I also find it much harder to just bawl my eyes out in front of everyone, you know, on yeah. my birthday, on, my, on Sunday. Yeah. I'll tell you about my breakdown, actually. On Friday. Yeah. I had a breakdown. Because I was turning 30, but I got upset for a really random thing with my boyfriend, <laughs> so small. And I started crying. And then I felt really bad that I, you know, was upset about the stupid things. Yeah. So I started feeling bad about that, so I cried. Then I just could not stop crying. Then I was on my event away to this event, the yeah. event where I dressed like, you know, in the rain and I yeah. looked like a loser. <laughs> and I couldn't stop crying. And all my makeup was running down my face. So I was sitting on the train like this. <laughs> like, honestly, like that. And, um, that evening, then I was fine. And then on Sunday, when all my family came over and they sang happy birthday, I think I felt very overwhelmed that everyone was saying happy birthday to me. Yeah. So when they asked me to say something, I just said, thank you so much for everyone to come. I'm really emotional right now, so I'm not going to say anything else. You know, <laughs> and I just cut the speech. Yeah. And then when everyone left, I watched Bird Box Barcelona. Have you seen it? No. Don't watch it. Nobody watch it. It is the world's is it a movie? worst movie. Oh, it is no. so depressing. It's oh. awful. Just everyone is dying. It's oh, horrible, no. horrible, horrible. Do not watch it. So I watched that, and then I just could not stop crying. Not after the movie. Not, the movie didn't make me cry because it's yeah. so stupid. But then when everyone left, I started crying, and I was hysterically crying, honestly bawling. And I kept saying, this is so stupid. I don't know why I'm crying. Yeah. My boyfriend's shirt was soaked in my tears. Aww. And I don't feel embarrassed about crying in front of him. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't do that if my family were all around. Yeah. And I think that there's this, not that I have to be so strong, but it's almost a bit... Maybe you're asking for attention. Yeah. Maybe you're, you know, being a bit of a drama queen. I remember I said to my cousin, I found it emotional. And he said, but you called everyone. And I just thought, oh, there's just no point even explaining it because you're just not getting what I'm saying. I'm finding yeah. it. I'm very aware I called everyone to my house, but I'm finding it overwhelming that everyone's here. You know, it's nice. Yeah. So I think that often when people don't understand you, you don't really feel comfortable sharing your vulnerabilities and your emotions. Yeah. And I think as I grow older, I keep them all to myself. Or yeah. I've just announced on this podcast that I had a mental breakdown, so... See, it's so interesting because I feel like I used to do that a lot. Like, I used to have this almost perfectionist mindset where I felt like people would only like me if I was the seemingly perfect person or, like, with my friends or stuff like that. But then I actually ended up... It ended up coming out in different ways, yeah. you know? Because no one's ever a perfect human. Like, it's just impossible. And then I think this podcast has really been... Or even before that, because I started going to therapy and like, lockdown. As I feel like so many people, like, went on the journey, you know? Yeah. And what I realized is actually there's like, I think there's a lot of power in like sh speaking about stuff that's actually difficult to speak about and like there really is. being vulnerable. And I mean, I'm a bit of a unique example because like I'm known for crying a lot almost. Like it's really annoying actually. I cry about like good stuff. I cry about sad <laughs> stuff. I cry about medium stuff. Like it's just like yeah. the tears are like right there always, <laughs> you know? Um, so I'm not saying that that's necessarily a good thing. But I feel like what is good is like, to share and and to talk about stuff that maybe yeah feels like difficult and uncomfortable because it makes people see you maybe in a different light for sure that is like difficult to 
to accept that maybe people will see you as yeah. as not the specific version of yourself that like you have built up and also before. just accept you know the emotions that you're going through right now because yeah. someone else is on I when I shared that I cried so much so many people messaged and said I also found turning 30 really yeah. hard and I think I had this judgment before of oh my god get over it you know if yeah. someone had told me oh, I'm so emotional about turning 30 I'd be like get over it. it doesn't mean anything yeah but it's not about the number, it's about the expectations you set for yourself. Yeah. And I, I set so many, you know, I wanted to be married, I wanted to have children, I wanted to own my own flat. Yeah. I wanted to be stable. Yeah. And I don't feel that any element of my life is stable. And yeah. that's not because it's terrible. It's because everything I've done is taken a risk. You know, I'm mm -hmm. living in London by myself, I'm renting. That rent could, you know, that person could say, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with my boyfriend, that's a stable part actually. But, you know, with my job, it's unstable. Like, you know, yeah. starting your own business, I've only started this for less than a year. Yeah. It is unstable. And so, so many of these things were going around in my head and I just yeah. thought, oh my God. But then I just sat with myself and realized, you know, it's my fault. I had these expectations, no one else's. Yeah. So how do you feel like, how do you feel now? Like reflecting on the meltdown? And I think that's completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like even just aging in itself, like, because I think when you're younger, you're almost looking forward to getting older because there's things that you want to achieve and, you know, the milestones all feel very far away. For sure. And then I think probably, and I wonder when you started to feel it, but I think probably when you're in your late 20s is when you start to feel it, like, oh, this, like, the big 30 or... And then I, I wonder how it how it feels after. Um, But I feel like you then start to become more aware of yourself aging and even your body changing. And, yeah. you know, you do notice it for the first time. Um, but yeah, I wonder how, how you feel now and about yeah. the expectations that like you set for yourself before. I feel much better. And I think there's two ways of looking at it. You can say to yourself, oh my gosh, I didn't expect to be here when I was 30. Yeah. And that's a bad thing. Or, oh my gosh, I didn't expect to be here on a Friday afternoon recording in the Spotify studio <laughs> when I was 30. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I really just sat with myself and wrote down all of the things that I didn't expect. Yeah. And then relate them back to being good That's you know cool. there's okay yeah. I'm not married okay I don't have children okay I don't own my own house but okay I have my own business yeah okay I'm living out by myself yeah okay I have my own freedom at the moment and I never ever thought I'd be able to make a living off speaking yeah you know <laughs> and so there's so many things that I yeah. have to be grateful for and I have to remind myself of that. You know, I write down my gratitude every single day. Yeah. But in terms of expectations, do I want a child right now? No. <laughs> do I want to be living with someone right now and be married and have, you know, two families to, you know, be, be there for? No. I'm enjoying just being, living out by myself and yeah. feeling free. Yeah. Do I want to, you know, make sure I've got a mortgage right now with the interest rates? No. <laughs> so... There's a good and a bad to everything. And I yeah. think it's all about reframing your mindset. Yeah, I th I agree. I, it's so interesting. I, I feel like mindset is like at the crux of everything. almost everything, you yeah. know, because I think everything, the way you look at things could always be like either good or bad. Or even when like objectively bad things happen, you can yeah. still, because bad things will happen in everyone's of life. Course. Like it's, it's kind of how it goes. Yeah. But again, it's, I guess, like how you recover from it and, and how you make sure that at least for you, it like turns into something different or maybe a strength of yours so true and I have listened to a couple of different interviews where people say that actually like 30s 40s 50s were like their favorite decades because actually you get to know yourself better and maybe you let go of some of those expectations yes. that you have for yourself and I think there's such pressure 
and I wonder how you feel about it now like reflecting back on your 20s but I feel like there's such pressure on your 20s to be like the best decade ever and like the most fun you've ever had the best you've ever looked yes blah 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 I wonder how you feel about that if I'm honest I never really had any of those pressures I'm not really a party person yeah and so it's really funny I met my cousin yesterday and we went through a period when we were 25 and we were free we were wild we were young we'd go out (laughs) every weekend and we both said yesterday we're so happy we did that yeah because now we're tired yeah you know but I don't think that that's the same for everyone yeah you know I know someone who's in their 40s and they go out every night and they're loving their life you know and so it doesn't mean if you don't do it in your 20s, you can't do it in your 30s. And it doesn't yeah. mean if you do it in your 30s, you can't do it in your 40s. There is such a big pressure to have everything figured out. Yeah. And you just do not need to. Your 20s are the time for you to explore. Yeah. You know, they're the time for you to be free in terms of not being stuck to one thing. You want to move job? Great. You want to move country? Great. You want to go traveling? Fantastic. And I live my life like that. And I'm so happy I did because I moved my job. I lived in a different city. I went traveling by myself. I was in stupid relationships. <laughs> I did stupid things. And I'm really bloody happy I did. Yeah. Because now I'm at a place in my life where I'm so focused on my work. But let's say I didn't have those years. I wouldn't be able to be able to work every weekend right now because I would be missing out on that. And who knows? Maybe in my 30s or my 40s, I may want to party in Ibiza every weekend. Who knows? I might do. I might not want to. But I think it's important to have that balance. And I think if you know in your 20s, you're not where you want it to be, it doesn't mean you're never going to be. Yeah. You know, if you're working really hard in your 20s because you've just started a startup and you're thinking, oh my God, my 20s are the only time I can enjoy myself. It's completely not true. You've got your 30s, you've got your 40s, you've got your 50s. And same vice versa. If you're enjoying yourself and you're partying and you're thinking, oh, I should be working on my business. Yeah. Do that in your, do that in your 30s. Yeah. You'll know when the time is right for you. And I, I really did know when the time was right for me. So what about someone listening right now that might, because we got this listener question of like someone, like how to give yourself grace when you feel like you're not living the life that you want to right now. And maybe you're not doing the things that you want to be doing or feeling Mm -hmm. the way you want to be feeling. Because I feel like there's even a pressure to like be happy or like, you know, there's even pressure to feel certain emotions if it's like taking away the external factors. Well, my my answer, my question would be, why are you feeling that way? Mm. You know, so should we role play? Do you want to give me an example? Okay, um, I'm unhappy in... Okay, let me try and find something that's actually true yeah. to me. Um, Live coaching session here. <laughs> <clears throat> probably in... Currently, like, what I'm struggling the most in is to find balance in between, like, everything I'm doing. And I feel like... I often feel like I'm not dedicating enough attention to either of the areas I'm investing time in, if that's that makes exactly sense. That's exactly how I felt. Like, I have a long-distance relationship. I right. have friends that I live with, like, friends that I care about, and a pressure to, like, be social because I want to see them, but also because I don't want to miss out on moments. Then I've got my corporate job, and then I've got the, the podcast. podcast. And then I love... And I I don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert or if I even believe in labels, Can but I need to have moments to myself where it's just me and where I'm, like, reading my book and, yeah. like those things are really important for me to like function and be social. Like yeah. I can't be social unless I've had like a good, a good little hour to myself Same. or something. I need that alone time. Um. So yeah, now I'm obviously at a point where I'm figuring out my next step. So I'm moving to another country very soon with my boyfriend, which that's, yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I didn't know that you were going with him. That's amazing. I'm yeah. so happy for you. Yeah. To stop being long distance. Finally. Yeah. Nightmare to be long distance. Well yeah. done you for going through it. <laughs> so amazing. I'm obviously really excited. Now I'm trying to figure out, okay, what should my next like, corporate job step B you know and hopefully to figure out how can I be more balanced 
in my life and feel less like, oh my God, like stressed all the time. Everything is about intention. Mm. So whether you can use this template for here, whether you go there, whatever, and this is what I do with everyone who I coach, you need to write down, what time do you wake up? Be I realistic. 7.30, 7.45. What time do you start your job? Nine. Do you, is it from home or you? Different. So on days that I go to the office, I have to get up at like 6.30. Because my office okay. is a two hour commute away. Oh my God. That's also contributing to my stress probably. Right. Okay. Two hours <laughs> is wild. Okay. So what I would do is every month and you'll see when you, yeah. when you get a planner, you'll see that it's that split up into monthly goals, your key goals, you break them down and then you see week by week. Now, yeah. the reason why you're probably feeling overwhelmed and stressed is you're trying to do everything and you can't do everything and doing everything half assed right? Yeah. And, and I do that all the time sometimes yeah. too. Now, what you need to do is really figure out, and it's annoying to be this scheduled, but it's yeah. the only way you're going to see your life. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, where are you spending your free time? Yeah. Right? So the mornings are kind of ruled out because they're probably time for you. I don't know if you read during that time, yeah. but they could be your kind of me time in the morning because yeah. you're going into your day of work. And then after you finish your work, I don't know, at lunchtime, do you live with a flatmate? Could you spend time with them during your lunchtime yeah. to say to them, okay, once a week we have lunch together and we're going to yeah. plan it. Intentional time. Yeah. You're focused and you're completely with her. You've spent that time with her. Tick to that person. Yeah. Then you've got your boyfriend who you probably speak to in the mornings, I presume, and the evenings before you go to bed. So you have half an hour in the morning and half an hour in the evening. But I guess it's very difficult to do that so yeah. schedule But you see what I'm trying to get at is... If you schedule all those things in your life, the things you have to do, yeah. you'll start to see the gaps. So what I do is I look from Monday to Sunday. Okay, I wake up at this time. I sleep at this time. Yeah. These are the things I have to do. And then these are my gaps. How am I going to be spending my time this week in those gaps? Is it going to be the podcast? Is it going to be my friends? Is it going to be my reading? Whatever it's going to be. Yeah. But there should be four areas of your life. Your career, your hobbies, your relationships, and your health. And you need to slot that time in every week for that. Now, every week won't be an equal balance. Yeah. Like I said, sometimes my career is the whole two months. Yeah. Sometimes my health is the whole week. Sometimes my relationships are the whole week. Yeah. But it's important to be intentional so that when you're with that person, they don't feel like you're rushing them and you don't feel like you're rushing them. Yeah. And you walk away feeling, okay, that was intentional. And you're going to have to let things go. Yeah. So if you, you can't do everything. When, and the reason why I ask you to map that exercise is you'll look at that and think, I can't see all my friends and I can't be social and I can't go to this premiere and I can't do this and that. I won't be able to do it. Yeah. And you'll start to prioritize. Yeah. And once you learn to prioritize, you can communicate that. So, yeah. you know, to your friends, hey guys, want to do this meeting once a week or is it okay if we have lunch at home while we're both working from home because I'm feeling really overwhelmed with my work right now yeah. and I know I need to focus on the podcast in the evenings. Yeah. I'm sure they would understand. Yeah. That's such a good point because what I, I mean, this week actually I've been quite proud of myself because I feel like I've, I had a lot to do yeah. and I actually did it. Amazing. Um, But also I feel like I sometimes end up, especially with social stuff, scheduling things and then I get to the point I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. And then sometimes I have to cancel or going somewhere where like I feel like I don't have the energy to then yeah. give that other person. Yeah. And I hate to be that person, yeah. you know, that like cancels last minute or something yeah. like that, which I know could be avoided if I had just scheduled my time better. And if you have an overview of your time. Yeah. So that's why with the planner, every Every week you're looking at it from an objective perspective as your whole week ahead and thinking hold on I'm going out Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday I will not be able to do that yeah. so let me just do Tuesday and Thursday and let me reschedule Wednesday and Friday yeah. on the Sunday that you've planned it so that you're not rescheduling the day before you yeah. know or a month in advance yeah this is good advice <laughs> okay I don't think we have much more time um so I want to I want to ask one last question sure um which is I know that you were even speaking about 
Okay, I'm, I'm trying to think of, maybe you have a preference. I have two different questions that I could be asking. One is around imposter syndrome and one is how to feel more confident in like what you look like appearance wise. Because again, that's something that like we sometimes touch on on the podcast in mm, terms of like body image. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so do you have any advice in terms of, or maybe like what's even your own relationship to like your physical appearance and like becoming confident in that? I mean, especially like doing a podcast where you actually video yourself like every All time. time, yeah. So, and that's even how like, you became successful as like through videos versus so like true. our platform is very different because we built it audio only really yeah. which yeah. is kind of a nice escape. yeah of course um but yeah I wonder if you like what what's your own journey with it and what what tips do you maybe have for people to build that confidence I remember when I did the audio I would be in you know my gown and have my hair in a bun and I yeah. it was amazing yeah then I moved on to zoom and I remember also making so much effort into the first yeah. ones but that's so blurry you can't even really see me <laughs> Then I remember when the third season, I didn't care as much. Yeah. Then in the studio, I really cared. Yeah. You know, very, very much cared. And now I look back at some of the podcasts I've recorded with Rona and I think I look so ugly and I'm wearing barely any makeup and my hair looks awful. And yeah. I'm very self-critical on my appearance and I think that's because it's been such a, like you said, it's at the forefront of everything yeah. that I do. So if I look terrible, I think people are going to notice it straight away and yeah. I rarely do get anything around my appearance if I'm completely honest. Yeah. I think that, I am insecure about certain things about my face and my body, just like anyone else. Yeah. And we have this narrative of, oh, she's so pretty. She's not going to feel not confident or she's not yeah. going to feel insecure. I guarantee you Margot Robbie or Beyonce have insecurities. Yeah. You know, every single person does. And I read this book called The Insecure Girl's Handbook. It is unbelievable. Oh my God, I'm going to write that down after And it basically podcast. shows you snippets. I think Beyonce's in it as well. It shows you snippets of all these incredible women that you would have never have believed yeah. have insecurities, say how insecure they feel. Yeah. Because every girl goes through it. We're criticized. Which is so sad. Like, yeah, because there's so many comments about our appearance yeah. all the time. And yeah. we ourselves are the most critical about it. Yeah. You know, if other, someone else was looking at you, they would think you're the most beautiful person and you're looking at your camera thinking, oh gosh, this doesn't look nice and this doesn't look nice. And yeah. This looks terrible and I think that that's a journey I've had to overcome myself and yeah. that book really helped me because I definitely feel really insecure about certain things and it's not just about my parents, it's about other things, yeah. but that book really changed my opinion on how I view myself and how I should speak to myself. I love that. I find that so interesting because like, for example, I was on a girls trip recently to Paris with like five of my female friends who I look at and I'm like, fuck you guys are like the yeah. most beautiful people and not only that, like just successful, intelligent, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I hear, obviously, sometimes, especially when you're, like, in a girl group, people will be maybe saying, like, oh, I don't like the way I look today or, like, criticizing, like, my literally beautiful, gorgeous friend was, like, I don't like my face or something like that. I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, I just wish, and I I speak about this with Cara a lot, like, I just wish that, you know, people could see themselves as, like, other people see them sometimes. And, like, obviously, it's it's so difficult because I have the same, like, criticizing myself and, you know, all of this. But it's it's interesting, I guess. I don't even know what the solution to that is. Like, I guess maybe detaching from it more. Exactly. And realizing that actually nothing is, nothing is objective. And So true. But also obviously that it doesn't, because even with aging, I think in your 20s, I was speaking about this with like a friend at, at breakfast this morning, that a woman's value is often in youth and appearance and for men, it's like status, wealth, etc., yeah. which is why their attractiveness statistically increases as they age. So and for true. women, it decreases as yeah. as we age. And I feel like we're subconsciously aware of it. 100%. And I did that age filter on TikTok. It was so scary. Oh my I've God, done it. it. Yeah, it's horrible. I look like my mom. 
no, no, I didn't look like my mom. I looked literally like a fucking grandma. Like I don't know, my one. mom who's older though, not like my mom now. Yeah. No, but I just looked horrible. I don't know. I looked like I had such big eye bags. Like my grandma looks a, a lot better than I did with that filter. Let me so tell see, you that. So see, we're we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I just think it's interesting, and I wonder if there's also like a certain freedom that maybe comes from realizing that looks are fleeting and yeah. not your main thing 100% but there's such a pressure that is on us there is and beauty is from within you can meet someone and they can be horrible and then yeah. you will not think that they're pretty I, yeah. I, I that's happened to me so many times yeah and I thought they were so gorgeous and then you meet them and they're really mean and you just yeah. think oh gosh you're not actually yeah that beautiful anymore yeah that's so true so it's really with what you beauty is really from within and I yeah. think that there'll be people who look a little bit older and who cares if you've got wrinkles honestly yeah. who cares yeah that's not you know all of us look exactly the same with every filler and Botox injection <laughs> we can get right yeah definitely not uh what I'm aspiring to do yeah but I might even... do it I might do it I just want to say I might get <laughs> Botox and filler everyone don't come at me in the future if I do I mean even that is like a whole different podcast topic in itself because there's so much even like plastic surgery, like there's obviously societal reasons why people might do s- surgery. Yeah. Because it's easier than fixing society's problem in the first place, which yeah. is that like you're judged for certain features, for example, or you might feel pressure yeah. to fit in, etc. Anyways, different topic. Um, But because we're running out of time, I have one final question for you. Sure. Which is, if you could give one piece of advice to younger you, let's say 20 year old you. Yeah. What would you say to her? Believe in yourself. I really had so little self-belief. I thought I was never going to be good at anything. I thought it was always going to be, you know, stuck in a job nine to five and hate it. And I had no passion and I wasn't good enough to be the best in anything. And I'm not the best now, but I feel that I have a road and I have a path that I can do something that I love. And I never had any belief that I was able, going to. I never had any belief that I was ever going to be able to do anything for myself, let alone live my dream. And so I would always encourage everyone to dream big really really dream big because you can achieve it if I can do it someone who really wasn't that intelligent in school and someone (laughs) who's really lazy then so can you and so believe in yourself and dream I love my two things that's a beautiful note to end on thank you so much do you want to plug your socials where can people find you after this Uh, shivani.pow I'm sure you'll tag it in the in the notes but shivani.pow on all platforms and a Shwani Power podcast on YouTube. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank and you. thank you everyone for listening. And speak to you next week. See you soon. Bye. Bye.